From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 548, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. What's up, Mike? Pew, 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 pew. Wow. How are we doing today? Pew, pew, I'm pew. tired, so I'm, 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 I'm a bit strung out this week. Okay, clearly I'm not, because I'm doing like pew, pew, like laser noises. You're popping off yeah. all over the, all over the yeah. shop. I'm ready to pop off on this podcast today. This, this right. podcast, this podcast is loaded okay. with stuff I want to talk about. Okay. Right, like we got Lamy news, we got Montegrappa weirdness, we got ink voting, we got Pilot doing good things and silly things. We have the weirdest pen that has crossed my desk in a while. We got all the things this week, Mike. So, um, okay. let, let's let's start it out with one of our our favorite topics here: the the Lamy All Star. And we can't mention the Lamy All-Star without mentioning the Lamy Safari. So there is a long-running battle, battleground between bloggers, uh, myself versus Anna at the well-appointed desk. I'm Team Lamy Safari. She is Team Lamy All-Star. And we fight every year over who has the best special edition so every year Lamy will do a uh, a broad these are broad releases right there's obviously limited editions like we just talked about last week you know mike's pokemon edition right this Uh is their broad worldwide singular release for the safari and for the all-star they do this every year and most of the time I will. Uh, I am. I'm very biased towards the Safari, and most of the to- time, Safari wins the design competition. Right? It's got the coolest colors or the coolest designs. Yep. And while we haven't seen the Safari release for 2023 yet, they did release the All Star 2023 uh-huh. Petrol and Lilac. I think Safari's up against it this year, Mike. Well, I, I mean, so f- I just, I'm personally <laughs> happy for our AL Star rivals and friends that they finally get to understand what how good the petrol is because we got this as a safari, I don't know, like five years ago. So, like, I'm yeah. just happy that they finally get to join us on that. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit slow. I mean, and they weren't necessarily original right here. They didn't come up with any original concepts. Um, they took ex- 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did existing, you know, existing colors that the Safari already dominated in the past, right? Like the Safari has crushed these colors in in, in the past and released inks to go along with them. Uh-huh. Like you said, the All Star finally caught up to them, but you know, I'm not gonna lie, these twenty seventeen brand was when the Petrol <laughs> Safari <laughs> Is came it out? really yeah. <laughs> Welcome All Star. Uh-huh. You're <laughs> welcome. You know, five years later <laughs> or six years later, welcome. Welcome to the chat, All Star. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they're gonna do great, right? Uh, the 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 petrol is one of my favorite colors. Uh, the ink mm-hmm. is so good too. Like the petrol yeah. ink is, it's top notch. That's a good blue black, Brad. That's my blue black yeah. that, I, that I own and love. It's a great ink, and right now, according to retailers, there is no ink available to order. That doesn't mean it's coming or not coming. But right now, these pens are released or are going to be released like this week, I think, the All-Stars. But there is no matching ink. And I'm going to... Uh, yet. I Like, we just don't know. Like, we don't know. There's no definitive answer one way or the other. Yeah. But if it's not available right now to go on sale in conjunction with the pens, I would think it's not going to happen. But I, I wouldn't put it past Lamy to just do something later. Right, and they've reused ink colors before. Yeah. Um, they're obviously reusing this model, uh, this model color, um, 
this time. So could there be ink? Maybe. If they're not launching it in conjunction with, I kind of think it's not going to happen though. But I, I would love it if there were ink because petrol is a great ink, as you mentioned. Um, this metal or aluminum all-star is lilac, not dark lilac. And dark lilac was the the famous ink that they, they released back in the day when they did these for the Safari lineup. Well, we're going to keep mentioning that uh, that this is kind of a do-over, do-over colorway. I look forward to the original Safari one that they'll come out with and so that the Ale Star fans can, can expect in 2029. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we'll usually these announcements, a lot of times we get to do them at the same time. So I don't know where the Safari announcement is, but I would imagine it's coming in the next month or so. They get these out in the be beginning so of the good, year. so good, Brad. That they need yeah, to I mean, space. you saw last year's, and uh, you know that's not true. <laughs> know <laughs> you know, you know, Safari can catch some L's. Like yeah. I'm a realist Safari lover, Mike. I'm a realist. Like I call it how I see it, and like sometimes they lose. It's just more times than not they win, and uh, I, I think they're they're in for a challenge this Is year. It strawberry Mike, and so. cream. It was strawberries and cream. Yeah, yeah that wasn't good. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was a little uh, little weak in the design department on that yeah, one. That little. Uh, but then again, we are doing rehash colors in the All Star. So what do you? Twenty twenty one was a banger, though. The actual Safari colors, like the orange yeah. and green, I bought yep. both of those. That was a banger. Oh, yeah. that was that was one of the best. That's that was probably been the best in a oh gosh, probably a decade. I would like to so. put, make a request to one of our many wonderful pen blogging listeners. Someone should make a gallery of the all of the previous releases as far back as they can go for both yeah. Safari and AL Star. I think that would be good, just so you can see yeah, them yeah. going back through time. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably some kind of resource out there. I used to follow, back in the, the Flickr heydays, there was an account that did that and all the had all the limited editions on all the pages, um, but I haven't looked for anything like that. Uh, I bet we could find something pretty quickly, uh, some kind of... Google wasn't helping me just now. Yeah, yeah, we can find it. So... Um, yeah, it's looking looking like a good year for for the Lamy special edition releases, at least on the All Star side. So now we'll wait and see uh, wait and see what Team Safari does, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully things stand up to this. So, um, should we have some type of Montegrappa ranking Da-da. where the Da-da. chaos? <laughs> This is the best. (laughs) Everyone, this is the last episode of The Pen Addict. We found the perfect pen. Mm. We did it. It's over. The perfect pen has been found. There is no longer any need to continue. We have found the pen. (laughs) I love this so much. So what I was going to say is, can can Montegrappa's weird pens beat the Chaos Pen, Mike? So the Chaos Pen has long been a favorite of the Pen Addict Podcast Mm -hmm. and Mike and myself as just outrageous design in pen form, right? And Montegrappa seems to do that as well as anybody and maybe better than anybody. Like I, I would, a, might I'm just go fan. ahead and say it. Right. The, maybe the last three Batman, Tutankhamun, and now this one. Like, yeah. I'm all in, baby. If I had this kind of money, I would have bought all of them. Yeah. So what we have now is the 007 Spymaster duo. Um, why don't you lead this? Because you're you're pretty uh, pretty hyped about this. The and I, I definitely have made. some. <laughs> I'm going to give you three quotes from the Montegrappa website. Okay. Machined from gray stainless steel, rifling on the upper barrel and cap segments invoke the iconic 007 gun barrel title sequence. So, like, the main body of the pen is, like, 
is just kind of like a black kind of material. I don't even know how to describe it's like it. Carbon fibery looking. Yeah. Yeah. But the cap, But like it's more of it's more of a, a guilloche type of pattern uh-huh. than a, like a carbon fiber. It's more like a guilloche type. The cap and the the like the back section Mm-hmm. They've got that kind of like spiral effect, like with the you know, like a, as the the kind of the sights, the camera sights or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the rifling as they call it, because you're looking through the gun, right? It's like mm-hmm. in the James Bond when he, that sound that I was doing when he's walking down, and he turns and shoots at you at the camera, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that is if the camera is inside the barrel of a gun, right? Right. So it's got right. that kind of like spiraling effect that goes around. They've evoked that in the cap and in. the 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 Enfinial. and I'll say like just as as far as Montegrappa pens go, this is the most pen looking one of them that we've seen. Right? Like it yeah, just like, looks like a classy pen. Like it's say, not yeah, like covered in bandages. Right? <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like it's just Batman like, was at least reasonable, but like yeah, but like even the then, snakes like the on Batman the chaos pen looked like a tactical EDC pen. Right? It did. Like this just looks like a nice pen that I think you could get away with and people wouldn't really bat an eyelid to. But that is the point, my friends. That's Mm -hmm. the point because it has two special tricks up its sleeve. Mm -hmm. It has a force barrel segment concealing a set of cufflinks that can be extracted and locked back into place according to need. Each is emblazoned with the 007 logo on them. Now, you may think to yourself, why would they put cufflinks in a pen? Now, I've got two reasons for this. One, <laughs> because then you get to be like, look at my fun gadget. I have cufflinks in a pen. The other is the bananas filling system that they have created for this pen means that they don't actually have cartridges or mm-hmm. a converter. You put ink inside of bullets. <laughs> the I ink- mean, you have you have to use red ink, right? Like, it's got to be red ink. I guess so. They, they, <laughs> they use, like, a kind of orangey ink in the product mm-hmm. imagery, right? Yeah. The ink goes in bullets. Listen, there's a special reloading <laughs> pipette which delivers ink into high-capacity ink capsules made of brass in the shape of bullets that you load into the pen. This is the greatest thing ever made. You get, like, this extra tube, right, that you pour ink into. You put mm. these bullets into this tube and push it down. It, like, squirts ink inside of them, I guess, under high pressure to get, like, to completely fill it up. Fill it up. And you'll maybe get through half a day of writing because these things are (laughs) tiny. But then you load the bullet into the pen. You're a spy now. And you can't take this pen on a plane. Don't even think about it. (laughs) Don't take this pen on through any scanners of any kind because you'll never be able to explain it to people. It comes in an incredible attache case with two inks in the case and a little passport and everything. This is the greatest pen ever made by anyone ever. (laughs) <laughs> like, Montegrappa, what do I have to do for you to just give one to me? Because I'm not going to give you 5,000 pounds, right? Because, like, this is too much money. But yeah, I, you just tell me what you need. We should have started there. Uh, 5,000 pounds. Mike's excitement is not underselling anything about this pen. Like, it it's is... incredible. It's unbelievable. And Montegrappa does this over and over and over again. And This I just one don't feels next it. level to me, though. Like, yeah. Like, legit, like... A lot of the time, it's like, oh, this is really nicely made, and they're just, you know, you're just paying a high price for it. But this seems like legitimately complicated to produce mm-hmm. as a thing and to get it to work. 
let alone the the research and development. Like, have you ever yeah. seen this kind of filling system before? So, sort of. This is basically like a traveling inkwell system. For those who don't see or aren't seeing the pictures right now, I can describe it. It's like a vial, right? It's it's uh, Visconti is sold like a traveling inkwell. And you essentially would normally take not a bullet, you would take your converter or you would take your piston filling fountain pen and um, remove the the nib and basically attach this vial pressure fill, uh, like almost like a pump system and put it into and refill your pen that way. But it's, it's a lot of times it's a traveling ink vial that you can just attach a converter to or a vacuum filling pen and suck up the ink from the travel so that what they've done is essentially make a cartridge filling version of a traveling ink file and wherein the cartridge is <laughs> a literal bullet with Incredible. a brass bullet with double they got 007 on them they made a brass mm-hmm. and like you screw the bullet like the back of the bullet into the grip section of the pen mm-hmm. it's yep. so clever it's so clever yeah, that is that is pretty smart. Uh, the the cufflinks thing, you you can miss me with that. Like that's ridiculous. But I mean, so this stupid. is this is it's supposed to be ridiculous, right, right? But here's the thing. Here's why I like it. Right? It's stupid, but here's why I like it. You sit mm-hmm. down, you talk to someone, you tell them about your pen. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is my James Bond pen, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, of course it has like secret cufflinks hidden in it because it's like <laughs> such a James Bondy yeah. thing. Oh no, it's it's right? perfect. Um, and those cufflinks should emit some kind of like knockout gas or something, you know, like that's yeah. what in James Bond's world, that's what they're doing. Or like it mm-hmm. would be like a homing device. I'm sure it probably started with hiding something in there, right? So it started with right. like, oh, we have this space, what can we put in there? What if we make it look like some little tracker or a laser or, you know, make it James Bondy? And then it kind mm-hmm. of ended up with, let's actually make it something that's like usable, and mm-hmm. so they're like, well, who people that will buy this pen for five thousand euros? Right, they probably wear cufflinks <laughs> <laughs> like every day. So, so let me poo poo two design elements. Uh, one you. is is the external cufflink. Um, if you're actually using the cufflinks, you have an open back pen that ruins the design. Right, because that is literally the infinial. The external yeah, okay. cufflink is the uh-huh. infinial. So if I have cufflinks and I'm using the pen, my pen now looks stupid. Right? Yep. Um, second, but to be real, Brad, <laughs> no one's wearing those cufflinks. Right? Like, <laughs> right, I, right, I agree right, right. with you, but no one is like. However, what I will say, <laughs> I have been in a situation where I needed cufflinks and forgot them. Okay. If I have my pen, <laughs> I'm good. You know? Of course. Of course. Um, second uh, aspect, again, for anyone who's buying this pen, they would not care. This is the ugliest nib design they've made on any of their special edition pens. It's awful. Yeah, it's not great. It just says a big, it's a big number 60 with 007. I just think it should have just been 007. Like, I know they're doing it for yeah. the 60th anniversary thing, yeah. but like Clean the it up nib should have just been 007. Like, that's all it should have been. Yeah. Or it should have been the the rifling, like that that swirl, that yeah. that type of design would have been killer on a nib, and uh, will look great. This is this is an over overcooked overcooked nib for an overcooked pen, which like that part's cool. Like I love everything about this. Like I am I'm excited that you're excited and Montegrappa, like killer. That I don't know. Like I want to sit in this in these design meetings. Because it's just it's just got to be outrageous. Uh, bonus points for the Sean Connery choice imagery. Um, that was the one um, yeah, kind second of, best Bond, uh, Bond feature. Hmm, okay, okay. 
Um, but it's a great, great image uh, that they use. You know, yeah. it's got the tux on at the at the baccarat great table. Great photo, sure right? Like, links. Yeah, that shows everything photo. you need to you know to get across so. to understand this pen. Yeah. yeah, like it fits fitting with the pen. So I think um, that is an image from Doctor No as well, which makes the most okay. sense. Okay, so yeah, um, it's fantastic. Like, well done, Montegrappa. Like, I, it's like we joke about this stuff because like we just find it fascinating uh, and what fascinates me the most about Montegrappa is the 10 out of 10 execution every time on this stuff i, I don't get it like it's, yeah it's like it's, like it's it or love it they execute flawlessly right? right like you don't have to like the designs right but like this is next level like i yep. cannot believe the amount of work that goes into something they only make 380 of yeah so let me ask you and we'll, we'll wrap it on this so say just you you own this pen uh-huh. and are you carrying it in the attache case and then taking that to Ooh. like your office desk dropping the down the attache case on the desk flipping i mean you got to flip the, the 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 little clasps right i mean it'd be hard little, not to that little right? thing like you right? know what they you know what I would there? do though, Brad. I would get like mm. a really thin like piece of wood to put in there or something, and then make it a writing desk afterwards. Or maybe you could close okay. it and it's your writing desk. Yeah, you know? close it and let it be your writing desk. Is desk. the passport a notebook? Hmm. Yes, I didn't see that. Okay, it is. Okay, this is the greatest product ever made. <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna disagree with you. I will say it's so sad that they make a rollable version of this because it like removes <laughs> all of the good stuff. Right. Like, right. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> like why, but you know, you, you do you, I know why they do yeah. it. Like I know why they do it, but like, mm-hmm. it's just sad. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, rein it in a little bit here. <laughs> What's the point? Is, is it worth continuing? It doesn't get better than this. Is this the end of the show? I think it <laughs> might have to be. <laughs> I don't know. We might need to keep going, so maybe uh, one day you can afford this uh, to get this that's for yourself. A good, that's a good point. <laughs> Give it like ten years, and I can buy it. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while, Mike. <laughs> I want it so bad, Brad. Oh my gosh! What a day! I knew this was gonna be a good show. Um, so let's uh, let's let's switch gears completely. And talk about Diamine and their willingness, in a Montegrappa sense, to work with the community to make cool things. So Montegrappa does it maybe on a different level <laughs> than a lot of companies do, and they're able to do that, and they're known for that. Diamine kind of turned this, not turned a corner, but they kind of jumped into the more social media type aspects of their products for like an historic classic brand to take on say like a reddit um reddit uh board under Mm -hmm. their um under their wing and work with the fountain pens reddit to create inks like year after year is really impressive to me from a company being like thinking about that type of thing to work with hey this group of like passionate users to make these products so they started several years ago with the uh, slash r fountain pens uh, subreddit to vote on inks and this year's inks came up we talked about these um, not too long ago but the final versions are in and i just wanted to put the links in the show notes because i think the colors this year are going to be my favorite colors that they've done in a while so there's actually going to make two inks um the first one 
Um, first one is called Sailor's Warning. So it's a bright red, orange, pink shimmer, purple blue shimmer. It's just a wild shimmer ink and a great color. Like I, I am really, really anxious to get a hold of this. Like this is such an interesting ink, such a really cool color. And I, I voted in the final uh, selection. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Sailor's Warning samples that were sent out and uh, Nick Stewart at nickstewart.inc um, had samples of all these, did some great testings. And so you would take these numbers, uh, pick out your favorites and do kind of like a stack ranking one through seven. And whichever one, you know, won that Reddit vote is what Diamine's going to make. And I, I just think that's really cool of them to participate in something like this. I voted for the one that eventually won on Sailor's Warning. So I have very good taste along with everyone else who chose... Um, Chose number thirty-seven was the was the was the sample that ended up winning, um, and the second one is Celadon Cat, which is a gray, blue, green. It's a really hard to describe ink because even the samples are pretty varying. One could be very blue, one could be very brown, one could be very green. Um, I, I voted for the third favorite, uh, so what one? This one was number forty-one, I believe. Um, and I, that was my third favorite of the ink. So it's it's really really neat to have this diamine participation and see it continue to grow every year and people get excited about this and think about this all year like when did we do the original gosh it was probably like in the fall when it was time to hey let's give diamine our ideas to eventually get down to these colors right they have that level of participation diamond's not saying here's five inks we're thinking about the literal origination of the ink ideas came from the fountain pen subreddit and diamine just goes with whatever they create and i i just think it's fantastic and i think it's worth sharing and i'm looking forward to these inks i haven't been able to find a release date for okay. these inks yet but i'd imagine you know this is probably like a late spring type of summer thing right so the the votes are in the colors have been decided the formulas have been decided so now diamine just has to make them produce them get them out into the system and they're usually like a worldwide release they're just part of the main product line now like diamine earl gray which is a great gray ink came from this vote in a previous year like it's in diamine writer's blood came from this vote in previous years that have become like core diamine inks and i just i love this so much certainly an interesting thing to do like it's intriguing to me like you i, I with this kind of stuff i wonder of like is it best for the business to like to do it this way? Like mm-hmm. sometimes, it, you know, there's that old adage, and I don't know if this, and I don't believe this is always correct. It's like uh, you don't just listen to pe- what people ask you for. I can't mm-hmm. remember the phrase, right? Like you have right. to like work out what is coming. You can't just do everything that people yes. ask for. Um, so where I think that comes into play here, and I agree with that sentiment, is the size and age of a company like Diamine who yeah. has 150 years yeah. behind them, they're able to, you know, take, okay, let's say 2% of our energy to this. Yes. Where if you and I decided to have this ink company that we've been running for about five years, this would take 40% of our energy um, right. to to accomplish. And then it it's not as good of a decision for us, if that yep. makes sense. That's the way I think about it. You're putting all that effort in for something that people tell you that they want, but then they maybe don't buy it. Like that's the right. concern, right? Right. That, that right. you run into that like, 
you you end up in a situation where you've made this thing that doesn't really have a point of view in it. It's just like what 100 people have told you that they want. And then you're like, oh, well, all these people are going to buy it. But for whatever right. reason that I don't genuinely don't understand, it just doesn't work out that way. <laughs> like right. people's, people's intent to buy is not the same as people's actuality of buying. Exactly. And you said the correct word. And I don't even think you know that you said it. But you, when you design things, um, especially as smaller companies, you, you said point of view, right? Yeah. You have to make a decision that you believe in and are going to stand behind and can't let every single customer's whim affect that decision. Where smaller companies, that's hard for them to do, but yep. a larger, stable, historical company like Diamine has that ability to yep. to absorb that a little bit better. So yeah, it's great. And I, but like for a company of that size, it then is a good thing to do because it also generates, even if it doesn't result in sales as such, which it has, as you say. But even if it didn't, yeah, it's good for building your community. Which Completely can be helpful around something that is ultimately like a faceless corporation kind of feel otherwise. Yeah. So. Like literally people will talk year round about a singular ink from this brand. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just a massive, enormous win for them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I very much believe like that wasn't their intent going into this, right? Like they think like, let's do this and see how it goes and we'll make Fun a cool ink. And, and yeah. now it's just been, it's like, okay, yeah, that, 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 uh, that worked out perfectly. Let's keep going. So yeah, it's, yeah, like, I, I it's, figured, it's like, fantastic. Some young marketing person at Diamine came up with this idea and was just told, oh, well, you just run it yourself and see what happens, right? And then right. Like, it right. turned out to be a big success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love to see it. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to help you build your brand and grow your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, Engage with your audience and sell your products, services, and the content that you create. Squarespace has got you covered by offering everything for you. So it's very easy to get started. You go and you sign up and you choose from one of their beautiful templates. They are categorized to try and make it easy for you to work out which one you want. Maybe it matches to the type of site you want to make. You know, whether you want a portfolio or a blog, or maybe it helps if you like the type of business that you're running, you can pick a template that kind of reflects that. And they also, what I like, especially for the business ones, is it gives you like a, a template page structure. So like for a type, for a website of this kind, you need a contact page and an about page, and maybe you need an FAQ, that kind of stuff. So it helps you think not just about the design, but also about like what a website like yours is going to need, which I think is very cool. And they then have all the tools. Once you've got it set up, which is great to do, it's easy to do, it's all drag and drop. You just click and choose colors and fonts and you can resize everything. You don't need to know any code to get a beautiful professional website at the end of it. Then once your site's up and running, you can sell your products in an online store. It doesn't matter whether you sell physical or digital products. Squarespace has all of the tools and integrations that you need to start selling online. And then once you've got things going further, you can then use insights to help take your business to the next level. They can, they, Squarespace has an insight platform built in to tell you where your visitors are coming from, where your sales are generating from, and which channels are most effective for you. Then once you have that data, you can improve your website, you can improve your business, and build a marketing strategy based on your top content or your top products. So go and check this out for yourself right now. I've been using Squarespace for 13 years 
maybe. Yeah, I need to look at some anniversary dates for myself. It's got to be double digits. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a bit closer to that. Like, I'm thinking about, like, mm-hmm. oh, when I got started in podcasting, but I'd set up Squarespace website for some, for myself before where I was trying to do writing projects and stuff like that. So it's probably closer to 15 years now at this point. They are where I go when I want to start a website. So you should go there too. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict. You will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Well, thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. One little small item I wanted to bring up was a little bit of a follow-up to me just heaping praise on Pilot's <laughs> Pilot's new mechanical pencil-led Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> that I just fawned over um, and could could write a whole dissertation on uh, stationary-wise. I loved it. Pilot uh, did a, had a couple new things pop up into their feeds. One is a bit of artwork from an artist called Eric Smallthings on, uh, at least that's their Instagram handle. Um, they, you don't think that's their real couldn't name? Imagine. Yeah, I probably not their real name. Oh, um, but they draw small things. And what they did for Pilot this time was essentially make like digital wallpapers out of Pilot products. So there's like a, it's, it's it looks like a poster, right? It's got like the Kakuno and the Dr. Grip and you know, ink cartridges and ink bottles. And it's just this fun little bit of artwork and they've made it so you can download, um, you know, like different sizes to have different wallpaper. And it's, yes, it's hashtag marketing like big time, it's but good, it's cool. It's cool. It's it great, right? Nice. Yeah. This is, you know, just, it's those little things, right? That I uh-huh. get attracted to like this. Not only is the art just like really cool. Like I don't care. It's like, Hey, Thanks, Pilot, for like doing something a little cool with an artist and sharing it with us mm-hmm. and um, just having these neat little things. So, yeah, if you're like a Pilot super fan, like I am, um, you look at this and go, oh, man, that is super cool. Like, I'm totally not going to use this as my wallpaper. Like, it would be just too busy for me. But I love looking at this and I love that yep. they work with someone to make these types of things. Right. Those are the types of things I want to heap praise on. Then I click over. <laughs> Let's just keep things honest and real with Pilot here for a minute. Mike, we have talked about their product, uh, and I, I mess this up every time. It's I-L-M-I-L-Y, right? It's their little more like journaling focus. Basically, this is their Instagram product line. It's the I love me, I love you. Okay, there it is. I was like, that must, I was like, it must stand for something. And I reckon <laughs> ILY is I love you, but I couldn't work out yeah. what the ILM was. All right. I love me, I love you. Um, I, I call it the Barney lineup. For, I was going to say, yes, reasons. it's very Barney. Um, and they haven't, uh, I haven't seen much on this product, right? And again, this is a really journaling goods stationery store small items you know stamps pens highlighters markers accessories for like your journaling and you know different things like that it's a very very highly specific sub brand and they came out with a an interesting uh product line um and I'm trying to decide if this is like the the ink I the, excuse me the link I put in there 
is this kind of two color pen and I thought it was a friction at first because it looks like the one of the classic friction barrel designs that they've reused but it's really more of just like hey this is ballpoint pen and I like me I like two. you it's not love okay sorry sorry I was too too much into the Barney there mm-hmm. so I have reviewed one of the ballpoint pens that they've they made for this product line before and it's really good like pilot makes great products and they generally what they'll do is they'll kind of take a shell of a product and tweak it for the sub product line like this so but they had this this ballpoint pen um and i'll, I'll get a link for it for the show notes it's actually the second image on their current instagram but i know that's not uh, <clears throat> doesn't really fly for talking about on this podcast but I'll, I'll get the name of it it's really good but it's just a little bit overpriced a little bit premium and I'm curious on how this product lineup is going for them in general. So this is one of those things that I don't talk about a lot, but I keep an eye on because I want to see if it succeeds, right? And I'm sure just in strictly in the Japanese market, it's probably doing pretty well because it's it's basically stationary design for Instagram, right? Yeah. Like you can tell with the aesthetic of this brand that's what they're trying to do and like diamine you know they probably had a group in pilot pilot's a much much larger company than diamine they probably had a group that said hey let's build a product line that focuses on this and they obviously got the backing to do it it's been around a couple years now it doesn't look like there's any slowing down but i'm curious like i'm like i see no interaction on these Instagram posts, right? No comments and things like that. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious how as it goes. So this is one of those things I always have in the back of my head that I wanted to bring up because we haven't talked about it in a while and it still exists. And, you know, I don't hope it fails or anything. I'm just curious. Like, I'm very curious about how this goes because it's almost... I don't know how additive it is, right? So, like, if Pilot has the friction and the friction is just blowing up by you know, any measure, it looks like the friction's blowing up and they have all different types of frictions. And then they have frictions for like the professionals and they have frictions for the journalers and they have frictions for the Instagrammers. Do we also need this full product line that Mm -hmm. is kind of like cannibalizing some of their other stuff? I don't know how that stuff works, but Pilot's a huge company. They know better than me. Oh, a lot um, of that, like the journaling and Instagramming crowd, like that's probably additive sales. I don't know if it's necessarily cannibalizing their existing products, right? Like at least that's the goal of this product line. And the thing is, if you take a one-to-one product, like say if you have a Dr. Grip standard and a Dr. Grip in the, the I Like Me, I Like You product line, there's a premium just for that product line even though it's the same physical product just for the the paint job and the exterior right so you might have like a 50 percent premium for the same pen so they're making up for it like at the price point level as well so it's interesting one of those things that i love about stationary is there's all kinds of things out there mike i think the next thing i want to talk about might be even more specific than the james bond pen um as far as usefulness to people I backed a Kickstarter project called the Carto. That's K-A-A-R-T-O. And why did I back it? Well, strictly because it's weird. Mm -hmm. And that I thought it would work, right? So I don't just back Kickstarter projects on a whim because, oh, pen, you know, it's a pen. Let me back it, right? If I think it's, you know, somewhat cool, somewhat interesting, something I think I will use, something unique I want to test out to see, hey, does this work? Does it not work? And the Carto kind of checked all those boxes for me. So what it is, uh, Mike's already called it the Batarang. 
And I think that's kind yep. of a good good way to put it. It's a small, thin, curved pen that is designed in this very ergonomic way to just kind of relieve all stress when you're writing. It just kind of fits into your hand, fits into your grip, gets you into this very traditional um way to hold the pen which is honestly one of the biggest flaws right and, and it's not a flaw in the design it's yeah. a like what we what we said it's a point of view like that's what we said earlier this is an opinionated product this is why i would i cannot recommend this product to anyone you just have to know if this would work for the way you hold a pen for me with a traditional grip um, yes, it slots right in. Like I can just pick it up and go. Like I don't even have to adjust anything. It just works for me. For someone else, they could look at that and say, I could never use this because it's not going to fit the way my fingers hold a pen. Um, it uses the Pilot High Tech C Colito ink cartridge. It's got this slot in the back where you slide in the cartridge and you can actually reverse the cartridge to protect the tip when you're not using it. It's a really neat little design. It wasn't very expensive. I think it was about $40 or so uh, for me to test out, which that's like a fair price for me to like take a shot on something. Uh-huh. Um, it's aluminum and I have been using it daily for like the past two or three days. I really love it. There is a, the one writing challenge that I've had with it is, and it, it would be hard to even explain this on like a product video, but your, your writing angle is kind of fixed. The, the angle that the tip hits the paper is hard to adjust lower right so if you have a low writing angle right so if you think of a pen hitting the paper at a 45 degree angle okay so like the tip hits at a 45 degree angle just just work with me on this so the carto hits it at a little bit higher angle than that so it's a more vertical angle of the pen uh-huh. and it's hard to drop lower say to like a 35 percent angle because of the back side of the pen the way it works into your hand you don't get the correct balance or aim with your your writing instrument so you're very fixed to a more vertical writing tip so it's kind of specific in that way but it feels great like it feels like you're writing with nothing when it's locked in there really good like i don't feel the pen i don't feel it hitting my hand i i just write with it and go and like it's it's weird looking but it's essentially like any other pen for me um you could never use this, right? Like a bunch of people could never oh, no. use this. No. I don't know that it's even great as the selling point of being like a, a very ergonomic learn, you know, to how to grip a pen type of thing. I think yeah. it's more it should just be sold as, hey, this is a fun writing tool. Like if you, you know, this is, it's weird and I've been working on this cool design and this is how it works. And I think for a lot of people it would work super well, but like I wouldn't go more than that, right. To say that, Hey, this is going to change anything, right. It's just more of a cool toy uh, to have. And, and I genuinely like it. Like I'm using the heck out of it, but I think it's for most people, it's probably a no go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. This, you know, this feels like a very personal thing. I mean, I can just mm-hmm. look at it and feel like this wasn't right. Yeah, for me. yeah, and that's why this is this is a very simple product to not recommend to anyone because it it's a it's a binary choice. You look at this product and you can go, yes, this will work for me, or no, it will not work for me. Mm-hmm. 
there's not a lot of well maybe I, like it's 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 either yes or no uh for me it's yes i think um that's probably a small percentage of people but like i mean it was obviously successfully backed it was a smooth kickstarter project right like i haven't yeah. backed a lot of kickstarter projects recently like this was just like hey this looks cool i backed it the shipping time frames were you know the basic couple of months and then boom we're in got the pen um it showed up i didn't even real i had forgotten about it and here it was and i've been kind of using it ever since it, it stays on the desk and it, it's just wild uh, i i'm not gonna stick it in my pocket or anything but yeah it's good to go Fit in the right. pocket, <laughs> just poke yeah. it in the leg. I mean, if you you can actually reverse the uh, the tip so it's protected, right, for storage and portability. Oh, but, uh, just, oh. so you pull out the refill on the back side, reverse around. it. Yeah, so there's a little neat little notch design in here that is kind of serves two purposes. One is it holds the back end of the refill when it's in the writing position, so the refill doesn't move. But secondly, when you want to remove the refill, the tip of the refill goes into like a, a further away section that that's kind of got custom built to protect the refill so it it's it's smartly made so speaking of smart smartly made mike i wanted to give our shout out of the week to derail pens so adolphus who i got to meet at the orlando pen show um, and picked up a pen from him at the Orlando Pen Show this past fall. It was my first time meeting him, uh, even though I'd seen him at a couple other pen shows before. And what we're doing with Shout Out of the Week, um, as I mentioned last week, it kind of came from Blog of the Week that used to be. Mm-hmm. Shout Out of the Weeks can now be anything, Mike. This anything. this week, this week's it's, it's a maker, right? Sometimes we're going to have a YouTube channel. Sometimes we might have an Instagram channel on here um an instagram feed on here to to give a shout out to and i wanted to give a shout out to adolphus because he's super cool makes some great pens uh caroline who who writes um these monthly meet your makers make your articles for the pen addict this just happened to come out in a perfect time for me to put them out in the shout out of the week and uh, adolphus and derail pens they he attends a lot of pen shows right so if you like what you see in the blog go check out all the things that he makes Check him out at a pin show coming soon to to uh, your area. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to awesome. like w- an awesome person and some an awesome pin maker. So uh, we will continue to see more from Derail Pins. And he's been making pins for a long, t- long time and he does a great job. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Good one. All right. This episode is brought to you by Pen Chalet. They have all of your favorite products from your favorite brands and maybe even products that you don't know are going to be your favorite yet, but you'll find them at Pen Chalet with very fast and reliable customer service. You'll find them at the best prices around because every month they are discounting products up and down, closeout specials, you know, everything. I don't mean they're discounting things up. I just meant like up and down the product line. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying. <laughs> I got you. I got they're you. They're always adding new styles of pens every month. You can go back to Pen Chalet. You can find yourself a new rollerball or a new fountain pen. You can find yourself a new Pilot, a Sailor, a Caveco at Monteverde and many more. Or even just the accessories that you're looking for. Whether it's some new ink, a converter, some a fountain pen case or holder. They got it all. Panchalet do international shipping with great shipping rates. And if you're in the U.S. and spend over $75, shipping is free. Panchalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go right now to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT, and you'll be able to see this week's special offer and get the code you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen 
Chalet. The one reason you should always check this page mm-hmm. is because Ron just drops things in there that you don't think you would normally see, right? Okay. So sometimes it's sometimes it's things you'd expect. Hey, you know, we're almost sold out of this pen, so let's move the last few units or things like that. But sometimes things pop up that you wouldn't expect. This time, the Lamy All-Star Bronze Fountain Pen, which was a several years ago edition, is now available. So this was one of the uh, annual editions. <laughs> it's like, did Ron just find a a stock of these and now they're for sale I mean, on here. Probably, right? Yeah. That so that's why you gotta check this. And then I found something as I scrolled way down this list, Mike, something you never see. And I'm assuming I can talk about it, but there are retro fifty ones on sale here. So there's uh, a couple of the popper models are on sale uh from Ron and they might be the Pinchella exclusive editions. I can't I I haven't clicked through to Brad. see exactly what Mm. Lamy Special Edition Safari Fountain Pen Strawberries and Cream. It's there, baby. Oh, if nice. you want it, you can get it. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Retro 51 is not something you normally see on this list. Um, and the last one I want to talk about, the Viscount Rembrandt S, which I I don't know if we mentioned recently. This is kind of a little bit of a change to Visconti's lineup. I think this is... Um, a, a newer price point that Visconti's trying to hit, and this is even discounted from there. Mm. I have never seen like this is one of the most popular Visconti models, um, and they normally run around two hundred dollars or between like two and two fifty, depending on the model. This is outrageously priced, and something that I even want to go look at. Oh yeah, there's the strawberries and cream. So yeah, um, there is a ton of stuff on this list. Oh, the Pinaferina. Wow, that's a good price. Okay, yeah, go look at the list. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Um, I, I've been a good boy this year, but maybe I need to go uh, shopping at Pinchelle myself here uh, when we're done with the show. P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. It's Pinchelle.com. Go to the top of the website, enter the po- and you want to click the podcast link there, enter the password Pen Addict, and you will get your, your grubby mitts on these special offers. So thanks to Pinchelle for their support of this show on Relay FM. Got something on my desk here, Mike. It's been here a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been it's been off camera, as they say. Mm-hmm. What 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 could this be? It's soft launch season, baby. <laughs> soft launch season. Uh, the next product from Cortex Brand is now available. It's called Sidekick Notepad. Uh, this is the first podcast I'm talking about it on, uh, oh, nice. but I felt like it was. This is something Pen Addict listeners would like to, to hear about. And when I say I'm in soft launch season, uh, we're kind of announcing it on the Cortex podcast in February. Uh, but this product has been in development for so long and has actually been sitting at Cotton Bureau since November. Uh, it got to the point where me and Gray were completely sick of the fact that it wasn't available for <laughs> sale and decided to put it on sale. And it has actually been very helpful for me so far in kind of like building the story of the product um, in a way to be able to explain it to uh, potential customers. You know, like in the, the use, what imagery we show and trying to explain how to use it, what it is and how it works. And so also today is like my first crack at trying to explain the Sidekick Notepad to people in audio form. It is a desk pad, like a. It is a landscape style desk pad with perforated pages. It has sixty pages of Monk and Lynx one hundred GSM, so it's the same paper we use in the theme system journal, but slightly thicker. Um, it is 
made by hand in London, England, which I am immensely proud of. Mm-hmm. We found a supplier in London. I have spent a lot of time at their uh, manufacturing facility over the last year that we've been working on the product. Um, it has been in development for uh, since June of 2021 is when we started work on this project. Um, and it was in manufacturing on and off for about a year because we had a lot of stuff we needed to work out to make it work the way we wanted it to work. Uh, I, I want to come back to that part in a moment, the, the manufacturing part, because I just think that, that you would find some of this fascinating too. Um, it is uh, the way that the, the, the notepad is is separated. It's about two-thirds dot grid and then one-third, maybe maybe like more like a quarter really, of a mm-hmm. to-do list. So similar to the journal, it's got the little circles with the lines through and boxes next to them. The idea for this notebook, this notepad, is that it kind of serves two purposes. The one that I use it in the most is I have it sitting in between me and my keyboard. Uh, we measured it out in such a way that I think is a very comfortable for a lot of people, most people, we, we measured it on people of all sizes to see that this was like a, a good size, a good depth to put your keyboard behind. It's 18 centimeters by 30 centimeters. We also kind of molded it around about the width of a 13-inch MacBook as like that's the kind of width that we wanted. Uh, it's a little smaller than that because it just I didn't want to match up completely. Um, the What else can I say? Uh, the the cover of the the notepad um, flips over and around the back, so you get this kind of spine across the top, and it goes around to the back. Because really, this notepad is supposed to remain open on your desk, like that is its ideal form. So you open it and leave it in front of you to take notes whenever you want. Or oh, the other place that it is perfect is for meetings. So one of the ideas for this product in my mind is whenever I go to a meeting, I don't like to have a laptop in front of me because I feel like it puts a barrier between me and the people that I'm talking to. And also it's too easy for me to get distracted by what's going on on my computer. Um, and so the Sidekick Notepad is made in such a way that you would bring it to a meeting, take all your notes down, write your action items down in the to-do area, and then take it back with you and you know tear off the page or whatever you want to do, keep it around until you know tear it off and start again with the next page. In that element, we had to work with our paper suppliers and manufacturers to laminate the paper that we're using to make it thick enough that when you picked up the notepad, it didn't bend under its own weight. It was very important to me, but the weightage of the paper that we wanted to use did not exist. So we had to go through an expensive process of laminating paper together to get a, a thickness, a, a, like a weight that this product's not offered in. The, the cover and backboard paper is made of something called extract by another British company called GF Smith, who uh, I worked with a friend Matt who works there. You've met Matt, right? I I believe you may have met him at my wedding. Maybe so. I think so. We're on a blank right now, but I I know we've had this conversation mm-hmm. about Matt. And this paper is called Extract, and it is made from recycled coffee cups, which is the only thing you can do with the paper coffee cup, like. Paper coffee cups are, are otherwise unrecyclable because they have the mm-hmm. plastic lining inside. But GF Smith has been pioneering with this machine that can take these 
cups and with a very expensive process produce paper at the other side of it. So the Sidekick notepad's cover and back is made of coffee cups that otherwise would have been sent to landfill. So I'm very happy that we were able to find that product and the paper works great. We've got uh, we've gone a little extra with the debossing this time and put a foil like a clear coat foil uh, inlay on the the de- on the debossing so it shines more. I am so freaking proud of this thing. Like I have been using the Sidekick Notepad every day for nearly a year in some form, and it's exactly what I want. You know. It has 60 pages. I don't use a page a day, you know, like I will use a page every couple of days or whatever whenever I'm ready to start fresh. Tear it out. It's got a wonderful perforation mm. um, and you're ready to go again. So Sidekick Notepad, it's made to sit between you and your keyboard. It's made to go with you on your meetings. You take your notes, you write down your to-dos and when you're done, tear a page off and you're ready to go for the next day. So a couple of things, one that I've talked to Mike about and he sent me one and, and had me test it out uh the paper is awesome it works perfectly with fountain pens of all shapes and sizes you can see like the sheen on a sheening ink you can see shading on a shading ink um the smoothness of the paper works with your extra fine nibs it's great for markers pencils like i threw everything at it which is uh, what i normally do when i test and it just worked super yeah. well you know outside of your your standard sharpie markers right so yeah you know the sharpie um you need like a sketchboard paper for that mm-hmm. to, like to not bleed through everything else is perfect but the bleeding through is not so important because really the it's only printed on one side right so yeah, like exactly. if it bleeds through to the other side i mean it's just a blank yeah. page on the back there so yeah but like literally none of the fountain pens bled or feathered or even like the zebra mild liner which is generally like it's a highlighter but it's more of a marker like that didn't even touch mm-hmm. touch anything on the page the things i haven't specifically called out to mike are the little details that uh opinionated designer boy over here uh appreciates <laughs> um if you didn't mention it i was going to mention the back cover it's ridiculously good like there's nothing there's i have a very short list of particular things that i overly enjoy about notebooks especially one is extremely thick and rigid covers for products that need them Mm -hmm. and while you might be keeping this at your desk it still just gives you this feel that your notebook is going to stay how you want it to stay and that's this was that process I was talking about. Is. Like yeah. they presented to us originally putting it on a, a gray board. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yeah. have a version like that and I didn't like it. It it didn't yeah. look finished. And then they gave me the thickest paperweight they had in extract. But when I picked it up, it would it would fold over on itself. And I was like, this isn't gonna work. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we we did this thing and it's we we at ridiculous. one point used all of the extract <laughs> that was available in the UK. Like that was like a delay that we had. We had to wait for more to be made. Like Yeah. yeah. Um it's ridiculously good, the back cover. The second, which I didn't even put together in my head even though i've seen it the whole time until you mentioned about the printing you actually printed the reverse side of the cover so the cortex logo is on the outside but when you flip it over to actually use it there's a little sidekick deboss in the top left of the spine that's abnormal like you don't like even though okay does that technically make your pad better No. no but it's a design element that you don't see right? Uh-huh. Like this is something that I notice because it doesn't belong there. 
And when I see it, I was like, that's a choice. They made a choice to do that little thing, and it makes it that much better for me. So those are the the little things. Like the pre-folding of the cover. Like all of this stuff was so complicated to work out. Like that that debossing on this kind of the spine Mm -hmm. was a mathematical nightmare for a while. Like trying to work out like exactly where it was placed and then producing a mm-hmm. file that it would be the right way up because technically yes. it's printed upside down. Right. Right. Because it's on the fold, yep. but on the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, it is. This I look at that and go, that is not normally done because it is difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like having gone through all these printing processes, I look at that and I was like, that is a cool touch. Like, do you want to know why it's there? did not have to do that. I can mm. tell you why it's there. So yeah. when we originally made the product, it was just blank up there, right? And mm-hmm. as I was using it, I was like, well, I've designed this product to be open. Like that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Right. It has a cover, but you're supposed to just leave it open. So it's always ready for any notes that you might have. But then there was no branding on the product at all, right? Yep. Like you, you wouldn't look at it and remember <laughs> what it was, or like people wouldn't see it. Like all of the photos we'd take of it wouldn't have anything on it. Yeah. And, and so you I'll, didn't, you didn't steal from the paper layout to put your logo in mm-hmm. the corner of yep. the grid, right? Which is what uh, the choice a lot of companies would make. So I was like, well, I didn't want to put the brain logo on there either because it was a bit too busy. Like we tried that mm-hmm. and I found it a little mm-hmm. too busy. And so we spent a lot of time trying to come up with a name for the product. Um, And like, this is part of the production process as well. Like this was originally just called Sidekick, but the longer I used it, I was like, we could make more than one of these. Like Mm -hmm. we could make, hopefully if this does well, like I want to make just a to-do list version. Well, then that's Sidekick to-do list. So I didn't want to, so I thought, well, I like the name Sidekick Notepad. It also helps with Googling. Because you know the word sidekick is very generic, right? Right, um, and so it was you know it helps with intellectual property and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, we'll call it Sidekick Notepad, and also it allows us a little bit of flexibility that hopefully this could be a little sub brand for Cortex Brand. Um, yep. I I don't think we would put Sidekick Notepad on the top. I don't know. Maybe I'll see how it looks when we go for our second printing. But it, that's why it says Sidekick there right now. It's great. That's those little things I noticed. The whole, the whole thing's great. Y'all did a really good job, so you should be proud. I know this was a long process, and I, I'm glad it exists, and great job. So, give you some, some, some deets and stuff. So, it's made by a company in London called Effie Berman. Uh, they are based in South London. I can take the train to them. Uh, and there was a couple of months where I was going every week because we were working through various things. There's just like a couple of things about it that are fascinating to me. Like, so I'm referring to this as hand assembled, and I don't think people believe me, but I will mm-hmm. tell you this product is hand assembled. Like, machines print the paper, right? Right, right. But I have watched the paper being fed into a binding machine, and I have watched a guy bind it. I watch a guy cut each notebook every notebook is cut to size by hand because they glue it right so it's glued to the top but you have to make the notebook a little bit wide or you'd have to glue like a, a glob of glue on each side so they make it a little wide and then someone goes in by hand cuts 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 the corners the rounded corners they had to buy a machine to do this mm-hmm. where they made a blade a rounded blade someone feeds it into the machine steps on a pedal 
boom, cuts it. And they, <laughs> the, every single one of these products is made like this. It's one of the reasons it took so long, but the other reason was I had to push them in a bunch of directions, right? Um, right. This is one of those things where I know you must have experienced this too. Mm-hmm. When you haven't come from this world, you have ideas that aren't the way that things are done. Correct. But then you push and work with people to find a, a like a way to do it. And like I found it incredibly valuable and I think they did too. They were like things that this company had done in the way that I wanted them that they like they didn't have a machine to do the rounded corners that I wanted. So they they found one and this was now a new thing that they can offer, right? They can round exactly. the corners of notebooks. But like it was so fulfilling and so amazing that I would get to go there and I would talk with these guys and you know there was this book had to go through some revisions in its design mm-hmm. to make it work the way that I wanted. Like the original, I, the original, I wanted the uh, circular perforation that we have in the theme system journal. Right, right. To along the top, yeah, like a, it's like a dot. Yeah, and they made it. They made a version for me, and it didn't look right because it was too messy at the top because it was right. like all these like little sharp corners left it looks great in the journal because it's like a tiny corner but you got an entire 30 centimeters of that thing it looked bad you (laughs) know so like we had to go through all this product revision yeah they were an incredible partner for us to work with and and i am so excited and we applied for and got a certification that we got the made in britain certification which i am also immensely proud of and i want to get out ahead of it these things are made in London. They are put on a boat and sent to Philadelphia, right? <laughs> and that's where they're shipped from. If you mm-hmm. are buying it in the UK, I just want to let you know something. You are pay- The reason it's more expensive is because you're paying the VAT, right? You're paying mm-hmm. the sales taxes. This is the same for most of Europe especially. The actual shipping of this product is expensive. It costs $12 to ship it inside of the US because yeah. it's oddly sized and also that's what shipping costs shipping costs what it costs like there is no way around this right like we are i feel i am now like full on shipping podcast let's go No, because it's like amazon messes up for all of us because they made people including me believe that shipping is free Shipping is not free. No one's making money on shipping except the shipping companies, right? Like, it's just what it costs. So my point is, especially in the UK, I've checked this myself. It costs about $12 still to ship, but you're paying 20% on top, which is sales tax. If we had a, a, a menu, if we had a, a facility in the UK, but we shipped it to you from, you'd still pay the VAT on top of the US sales price. Mm-hmm. Like, we ha- that's what we charge. It's the same for Europe. So if you're going to the thing, you're like, wait a second, this is like $50 to, to, in total. Please mm-hmm. check that there's taxes being added to it. They're taxes we have to pay. And what it means by you paying it at checkout, we spoke about this on the show before, you pay it at checkout means you won't get a customs notification later on. And then it saves you money because then you don't have to pay a handling fee. It used to yeah. be handling fees. and stuff like that. So like, trust us, we're doing the best we can. If, <laughs> if it was as easy to just have a second facility, I tell you, we would have done it a long time ago. It is so hard. Like, you know, we work at Cotton Bureau and they, you know, and even if we worked, your Cotton Bureau only shipped from the US at the moment. I don't know if they're ever going to change that. But if we went, if we were with a company that didn't, that, that had the opportunity 
for us to have a second logistics facility, I still think at the scale that we're at right now, I don't think we could do it because mm-hmm. it's hard enough to manage one set of stock numbers. I would have to manage two <laughs> sets of stock numbers. <laughs> and I just don't know if we're at the stage in our business right now where we can do that. I hope that one day we will. Yeah, if you want it, support Cortex brand and buy a sidekick notepad. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'll say. I'm so proud <laughs> of this product. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I will say this, but I'll say it right now. I love the journal. The journal is so important to me, but I think Sidekick Notepad is the best thing that I've designed. Cool. So Yeah, I love it. It's it's really great, and I, I love uh, manufacturing uh, shipping digressions. It's my favorite. Yeah. I, I know the listeners don't, but I'm over here just like, yeah, I mean, this is mic. Th- I'm not going to talk about that so much on Cortex, but I feel like this is the place where I can talk about it with you. <laughs> well, we've getting... discussed it. Like, we've yeah. discussed it. We've tried to, try to level set expectations. Like, this stuff is hard. Like, manufacturing mm-hmm. is hard, right? Yeah, my best business tip to anyone who's just listened to all of this is don't start your own printing business. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the best advice yeah. I can give anyone. It's a nightmare. So um, it, it's great that you and, and then my second biggest advice, because I, I get this question in emails a lot. And we can wrap it here after this and tell everyone how to tell how to email me. Uh, if you want to email me, Brad, I have this notebook idea. Where's the bl- best place I should get it printed? Um, it's, it's the place you can walk to or drive to. Like I can't. There is no printer yep. like that you can use across halfway across the country and be happy with the results. You have to physically go into that facility, explain your ideas and work with yep. them in a long drawn out, confusing process to get made what you want to make. That's how we did it at knock. That's how Mike yep. has done it with this product. Yep. And it is the best way to get anything you want made yep. uh, like that. So there you go. We are, our journals are made in Poland and it was very expensive because I had to keep paying for them to make me one offs. And, sent, yep. and they were like a couple of hundred dollars per yeah, one it's like a couple, Yeah, like if you want one notebook, it's going to cost you two, probably between like two and five hundred dollars. Because, you know, I could explain one. a thing and then I'll be like, well, they say, yeah, that's no problem. But I was like, oh, I need to see that you understand it. Make me one. You know, and it was yep. so expensive, which is like not a thing that I had to do because when I was going down to F.E. Berman, they would have it. And I'd be like, what if we did it like this? And then they could show me. You know, like I had a way that I wanted to do the binding and they made a version for me and showed me that like it won't stay together if you do it (laughs) this way. And then they were able to show me like other books that they'd made with this specific type of glue binding and it worked perfectly. They were like, you know, they, they had this big thick book and they were holding it up by just one page of the book and it didn't separate. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so like that yeah. that was the experience I was able to have here and it was a joy and you know we I'm I'm so happy with our new partners here uh and I I'm so proud of this product like again if you ever want to take notes while you're at your desk if you ever want to take notes while you're in a meeting psychic notepad is made for you so go check it out at cortexmerch.com all right, I think that's a wrap this week, buddy. We got uh, yep. we got a lot of Ask TPA to get to next week. I already have new topics I want to discuss next Amazing. week. So uh, we are we are rolling. We are rolling in it right now. So I, I love stationary, Mike. I love yeah, stationary. Let's, let's keep talking about it. Thank you for giving me the time to talk about this today. Absolutely. I'm glad we could. It's been a while. If you want to find Brad's work online, go to penaddict.com and you can go to spokedesign.com. Congratulations on your four years of being in business together. Crazy, right? It's, yeah, I can't uh, believe that. It's cool stuff. Like I, it's 
you know, we talk about making stuff that makes you smile and that you want to use personally. Like mm-hmm. Mike just went through all this with a sidekick. Yeah, it's it's that kind of feeling I get when I, I pick up any spoke pen. Uh, Brad streams multiple times a week, a week over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. He's penaddict on Instagram. Uh, Brad on micro.blog. You can find me. Mm-hmm. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E on Instagram. Go check out the Cortex brand Instagram too. I'm trying to do more with it there. Oh, cool. And I'd be interested to know what people think. So that's at Cortex Brand. Uh, and you can go to CortexMerch.com where you can check out Psychic Notepad, Things Just in General, stuff like that. Thanks to Penn Chalet and Squarespace for the support of this week's episode. But most of all, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I've had a blast making it too. Uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>